Have you ever wondered why you could not go from being a hearing Christian to a doing Christian? Have you ever noticed that there is a huge divide between what you hear on a Sunday and actually getting the things done that are preached? If you are anything like me, you are tired of hearing great word on a Sunday and not knowing what to do with it come Monday. This podcast will provide you with practical steps that will help you significantly grow your Christian life and put you way ahead of where you used to be and put to sleep those old frustrations of unfulfilled expectations. I am Craig Venn. And this is the Building the Kingdom Q&A podcast. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another amazing episode of the Building the Kingdom Q&A podcast. I am Craig Venn and this podcast is produced under the watchful eye of a senior pastor and leader, Pastor Vernon Arnsa. And what an amazing time to be around. Uh, I know I keep on saying this and I'm, you know what? I'm so, so sorry. Uh, please forgive me. I do apologize. Um, it has been so long since I've been able to hang out with you guys and and produce one of these episodes because... Let me tell you something, things are happening, things are on the up um, around KBM um, and around the man of God, there's just so much going on and um, if, you've, if you've been around, if you've, if you've been down to KBM um, in Solaris Pass um, or in Cirrus over the last, uh, I don't know, couple of months, I guess it's been as the lockdown restrictions in South Africa begin to begin to um, begin to ease, and we got uh, back to going to church instead of being on Zoom, uh, God knew what He was doing, man. He knew what He was doing. He knew what He was doing, and He put that all together. I mean, He perfectly positioned us. He perfectly positioned KBM in exactly the right place and exactly the right time. He gave us exactly the right leader who would be obedient. And let me tell you something up front um, right now. Obedient leaders aren't a matter of course. It doesn't just happen. Okay. Not every church has an obedient leader. Not every church has a leader that's actually listening to God, actually hearing God, or actually doing what God tells them to do. That's not common to find that. You, you don't find it everywhere. To, to have... A man of God who, number one, is listening for the voice of God. That's rare. What's on top of that, what's rare on top of that, what makes it even more rare, is finding a man of God that actually hears God. So he's not just listening for God, he's actually hearing God. That's rare, even more rare than the dude who, who's listening to God. Um, and then... You, on what's even more rare, what cuts even closer to the bone, which thins the crowd even more, is a man of God that actually is obedient to God. That is, that is like a needle in a haystack kind of stuff. That it's not everybody that's doing that. It's not every church that has an obedient leader. And here at KBM, it's happening, and that's why we're seeing the glory of God poured out in the meetings, like it is. Um, at the moment, we're seeing the glory of God, the power of God being poured out um, in the meetings and uh, just extraordinary stuff. I want to talk about it a little bit. So uh, let's do this. is happening around us there's, there's just this incredible glory that's been poured out in the meetings and there's absolutely no explanation for it other than god is doing what he wants to do because he wants to do it and um 
I think God is looking for a landing strip in the earth all the time. He's always looking for a place that he can land. He's always wanting to get closer to his people. But it's not always that he finds the people that can handle the weight of his glory. Because he wants to bring his glory back to the house of God. That's what he wants to do. He wants to bring glory back into the house. The kind of glory um, with his face-to-face -face experiences. The kind of glory where the Shekinah shows up over the mercy seat again, where there's burning bushes experiences, where there's a cloud um, by day and a pillar of fire by night, where oceans open and water comes out of the rock and man is on the floor. That kind of powerful God experience where he takes you up into the mountain, covers you in a rock and lets his goodness pass before you. He wants, he wants to do that. He's always looking for ways to get closer to, the, to his people. He's not looking for divisions. He's not looking for separation. He's looking for intimate contact with his people. That's what he wants. But the problem is, God has to find a people who can carry the weight of what he's about to show them. God said this to Moses, and this has really impacted me yesterday. It really, 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 really impacted me yesterday. He says, he says no man can look upon my face and live. He said, you can't look at my face and live. That was, oh my gosh, that was crazy. In the one instance, when God says, I'm going to come down to the mountain and I want you, I want, I want Israel gathering close, but, I, but nobody can touch a mountain. Don't, don't touch a mountain, put a, put a boundary around the mountain. I want you to put a boundary around the mountain. Um, and if anybody touches the mountain, you've got to kill them. That's, that's what he told him. He said, if anybody touches the mountain, if there's an animal that touches the mountain, I want you to kill the animal. I want you to kill the person. Don't. Don't let them, and, and they, they mustn't come too close because I might just break forth. The Bible says, I might break through, I might break through upon them. Um, and, I, and I don't want them coming up to the mountain and gazing upon me. Whew. Read it, it's in the book of Exodus, early parts of Exodus. He says, he says I, I don't want them, I don't want them getting too close. Um, I, I want... I want um, I want a, a barrier around them because if if they get I, I don't want them getting so close that they can gaze upon me, um, and I didn't understand why 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 can't they see you, um, and and in the New Testament we see this Jesus confirms it and he says um, nobody has seen the Father but the Son. Nobody has seen the Father but the Son. So I said what this is this is crazy. Why can't we see him? I, I like, I want to see him, and I'm sitting in 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 my um, I guess in my ignorance, and I guess um, just in the way that I think, um, I'm sitting there and I'm going, but but I want to see him. Why can't I see him? And I want to see him now. I'm like, why can't I? But but he says, he says in that instance, he says if they they get, they, I don't want them breaking through into the mountain and gazing upon me. I don't want that. And then he says, he says, Moses, no man can see my face and live. He says, I'm going to put you in the rock. I want you standing on a rock and then I'm going to put you in the rock. When, when I'm going to, about to pass by you, I'm going to put you in the rock and I'm going to cover you with my hand. And then what's going to happen? I'm, I'm going to let my goodness pass before you. But no man can look upon my face. No man can see my glory and live. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I, I, why? I want to. And then... And then I, I, I got it. I understood. Because he was, what he was really saying is that only dead men or dead women can see the glory. 
Only dead men and dead women can see the glory. And you don't have to be physically dead. You have to be, you have to be dead to your will. The Bible says we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. You're crucified, but you're living. Do you get it? Do you get that? You're crucified, but you're living. Okay, so you're dead, but you're alive. If you're in Christ, if you've been, oh gosh, if you've been baptized, baptism, that's how you get into Christ. You're baptized into Christ. That's how you get in. You can't get born again and then be in Christ. It doesn't work. You have to be baptized into Christ. Okay? Because baptism is more than just, just a, a symbolic thing that you do. It's way, 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 way more. It's super powerful. And it takes you into Christ. And when you're in Christ, you've been baptized into the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Christ. That's, that's why whatever's going on in Christ is going on in you because you're in Him. Okay? So... When 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 only dead men see the glory, if you've been baptized into Christ, then you can come into that space where you can see the glory. Because that's what's going on. That's that's how it works. So, oh gosh, this is amazing. So he says, I don't want you coming in. Only dead men can see my glory. Only people that have been through the death of the cross. And are now burning on the altar. Jesus have mercy. Are burning on the altar of prayer. Those are the people. Those are the people that come into the glory. It's not everybody. Not everybody comes into the glory. And I think there's a big difference. And this, this is worth mentioning right now. There's a big difference between understanding the anointing and the glory. There's a big, 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 big difference there. The anointing. Removes burdens, destroys yokes, but the anointing goes on your gift to make your gift better. So people that sing, they sing better. People that preach, they preach better. People that do their jobs, they do their jobs better. People that are doctors are doctors better. People that are nurses are nurses better. When the anointing's on you, that's what the anointing does. It empowers you for service in the kingdom, for supernatural service in the kingdom. But when the glory comes, it's completely different. When the glory of God comes into a place and people that are really, really hungry for God, they're really, really hungry for a move of God. These are people that are actually, um, they're, they're tired of church and just seeing the anointing come and go. They're looking for the glory. They're looking for that thing in God that actually undoes you as a person. And and you're undone. It's like, I, the, I, Whatever I do, I can't do it because the glory is here. The singers can't sing. The players can't play. The ushers can't usher because the glory. You start, oh, everything changes. Everything, everything's different now. If you look at, if you look at how church is happening, everything's different now. Things have changed. There's a, there's a fire that's come into the meetings, that's changed the whole makeup. Of everything goes on. We don't like how how do we tell you what's gonna happen on Sunday? We don't know what's gonna happen on Sunday. We don't know how it's gonna be. Is it gonna be preaching? We don't know. Is it gonna be a song? I don't know what's gonna do, what's gonna happen. How is prayer gonna be? I don't know. Things are happening that are totally unexpected and totally God. God is rushing into the meetings. He's pouring himself into these meetings, and there is 
there's things happening that are so beyond the requirements of men and what people want. It's it's gotten into that place where this is what God wants. We, we, the programs have been broken forever. The programs are broken. They don't work. They don't bring in the glory. Brokenness brings in the glory. Repentance. Repentance. Sacrifice of repentance brings in the glory. And there's no ritual. It, it hasn't deteriorated into a ritual, into a formula of bringing in the glory. There's no, it doesn't work that way. It has to be carried in on the shoulders of a priesthood. That's how the glory comes back. It has to be carried in on a bloody, smoky, fiery path. And every six steps where flesh shows up or mankind shows up, we need to sacrifice because it can't be like, it, the man cannot bring back the glory. He can't. It's, it's God. And there's a people that are gathering Sunday after Sunday, even in the meetings on the Wednesdays, in the prayer meetings, there's a people gathering with a stirring, deepening hunger for the things of God. They're looking for more than trying to find out where God has been. They're looking for God, where are you now? I've seen where you come from. I've seen parts of your history. But I want to know where you are now. Where, where are you showing up in the meetings? Where are you showing up? What are you doing now? Because there's more. It's it's not just about it's not just about where you. I, I've I've loved your history, Lord. I've loved every move that you've made, but I, I want to know you. I want to see your glory. I, I want to see your face. I, I I want that. And if I if I seem too forward, and if I seem uh, too much. I'm I'm desperate. I'll do anything. Um, and if, if if I've overstepped my boundaries, please forgive me. But I want to see the glory. I want I, I want to I want to see you. And if it, if it costs me, it costs me. And I personally, while I'm sitting here and talking about this, I'm thinking about um, I'm thinking about Enoch. And I think that's why Enoch left. I think that's why the Lord took Enoch, is because he walked with God for 365 years. I mean, he walked with the Lord. The Bible says he walked with God and God took him. God took him. He was, and then all of a sudden he was not because God took him. And I think that the reason why God took him is because he saw the glory. He saw it. And then all of a sudden he wasn't there anymore. Um, I don't know if, if, if you're like this. I don't know if, if this, this um, is like you or whatever. But there's times where I'm going, I see too much of me. I want to walk with God until there's no more me and, and, and he takes me. And then, then I've made room for the glory. So I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Maybe I went on a bit of a rant this morning and, 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 but, but I, if you see what's going on in the meetings on a Sunday, it's crazy. We're seeing our 20 somethings crawl to the altar breaking down on the way to the altar our worship team couldn't even get on the altar for a time they couldn't even get on the altar because the glory was falling 
I mean, it was falling. They, 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 they were busting out on the way to the altar. Um, our old men were weeping in their chairs on Sunday. I'm telling you, man, something is going on. And if you're listening to this and you're not connecting or you're not you're not making it to the meetings, you really need to do something because the glory is falling. There is a fire that is being poured out in the meetings in KBM and the stuff we've been looking for, it was just on the other side of repentance. It still is on the other side of repentance. And that's what it takes for the glory to show up. It's the sacrifice of repentance. Is a changed life, and um, and if you if you saw just some of the things, I don't know how to give you an inside look, um, at the transference and the impartations that were happening on Sunday from generation to generation, such mighty transfers, um, and impartations of mantles were passed. Literally from generation to generation, as you watched, you watched this old woman, prayer woman who understands the inner workings of the courts of our God, who knows her God, come in and pouring oil on the man of God and imparting a level of glory which cannot come it cannot come unless you've walked that road and your anointing and the spices in your anointing oil have been seasoned. There's a seasoned anointing which does not come. It does not come anyway, but through the battering and the hard times and surviving the storms. And standing on the word of God, season in and season out. That's what it means to have a seasoned anointing. And that can only be imparted to those who have built the furniture that can handle the weight of the glory of God. The glory has to stand somewhere. It has to sit somewhere. It has to sit down somewhere. It's heavy. And if you haven't built furniture that can handle the weight of the glory, the Lord is not going to sit down on that because the furniture will break and it will cause embarrassment it'll cause embarrassment so he doesn't do that you he, he waits to see and th this is this is what pastor was talking about as he was as he was ministering to us about impure motives and and the 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 consecration and the, the purifying of our motives. And the only thing that purifies motives, the only thing that purifies motives is perseverance, is being able to stand and weather the storms season in and season out because then we can, impure motives will not stand the test of the seasons. When the battering storms fly against you, and your motives for being there are impure, you will not stand. But when you stand season in and season out, God begins to pour out fire upon your heart and purify the motives of your heart. It's when you chop and change, you're backwards and forwards, you're up and down, the winds of doctrine blow you this way and that way, you're double-minded in all of your ways, let not this man think you'll receive anything of God. You won't.
It's people that stand consistently day in, day out. They're just there. They're there. They're, they're, they're mo- they might start with an impure motive, but if you've decided to weather the storm, no matter what the cost, then you're, at the end, your motives will have been purified. And it's people with pure motives who have persevered, who have stood the test of time, who have hung on, who have paid the price, who have gone through the fire, who have gone through the flood who have experienced the ridicule, who have experienced the mockings and the jokings, who have had to cut off relationships and say no to friendships, have had to cut off all sorts of things in their life because they're saying, I want the glory. It's those people that will experience the settling presence and the glory of God in their lives. And it's those people who are imparting into this generation and saying, here's the next level. Here's the next level of what I'm going to do. And we saw on Sunday, not only one passing from one generation to the next, we saw from generation to generation as God was literally moving every generation represented to the next level. I don't know how to explain it. I can't tell you what the details were, but there was such a move. Um, It was such a move. it's, 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 It's hard to keep it together at the moment. While I'm doing this podcast, it's hard, it's hard to tell you all the details of it. All I can say is God is moving. He is moving. He is shifting things around. He is changing things. The fire of God has entered the meetings. And it's burning bright. It's burning bright. And what's going to burn is going to burn. And what cannot be burnt will not be burnt. The gold will be refined. You'll be purified like gold. The Bible says, the Lord knows the way that I take and when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. The gold will be refined. There is a refiner's fire burning at the moment, which is burning up the chaff. It's burning up everything else that can be burned. And it's burning out the impurities in the gold. The impurities are rising to the top. That is why when the fire comes, there is repentance. The altars at KBM... You can see the carpets. You can see the carpets are full of oil and tears. The carpets at the altar are drenched in tears. There is a level of repentance. There is a level of repentance. And that is because the fire has come into the building. The fire of God has come into the meetings. And there is purifying happening. And it is not an easy process. It is a painful process. But the fire has to come because when the fire comes and the purifying power of God has hit every golden vessel, the beating needs to begin so that the vessels can be beaten into shape and be ready for service. This calling of God is for a reason and for a time. There is something coming. We have been predestinated. Before God started, He already knew you, and He destined you for greatness. He destined you to be conformed to the image of Christ. Conformed transformed so that you can be conformed to the image of Christ. Do not conform to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing. You need to be transformed so that you can be conformed to the image of Christ. Guess what? That's going to take hammer blows. It's going to take hammer blows. And I don't want you to get the idea that this is, this is an easy road that you're going to walk. It's not easy. 
But if you get into the fire, the Spirit of God will do it. He will do it. He will do it. But you've got to get into the fire. You can no longer stand on the outskirts and be on the sidelines and be a spectator in what God is doing. You have to jump into the fire. And you have to let God purify and let every impurity come to the top so that he can scrape it to the side. Because if the hammer blows start beating when there is still impurities in the gold, the gold is going to crack and the oil is going to run out. The oil will run out and the candle will not burn. We need to be in this place because we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We have to be a light to this world while we're waiting for Jesus. While we're waiting for Jesus, we have to shine a light of revelation and we have to raise a prophetic finger and we have to warn people that there is a flood coming. Noah warned people for 120 years. He preached to people and he told people there is a flood coming. You have to warn people around you. There is a revival hitting the earth. It is a revival of repentance. It is a revival of the fire of God and the outpouring of God. But it is for a reason to bring in the mightiest and the greatest harvest of souls that this world has ever seen. You have to warn people. You have to warn your neighbors. Jesus is coming. You need to come into the presence of God. You need to come into the ark of God. And you need to allow him to get you ready for eternity. Because if you don't, if there's no oil in your lamp, if you've not been through the purifying beating process of the fire of God and of the goldsmith, then the oil is going to run out. Your candle is going to go out and Eli, the prophetic priesthood will be taken away from you. It just is that way. There is no nice story. There is no happy story about how this is going to work. It just is that way. It's going to be like that. Touching glory when you are not ready will, will result in death. Touching things that God said, do not touch, will result in death. Now, I, I, I don't know how to make this more simple. But there is a move of God. If you're not attending the meetings, you need to get on down there. You need to bring everybody. You need to get people down to that building. I don't want to call it the church. I don't, I, it's, just, it's the mountain where God is showing up. That's all I'm saying. It's the mountain where God is showing up. You need to get people on the line. You need to get them on, on social media. You need to get them. Please, please, please go and get them. Start warning people around them. There is a flood coming. God, Jesus is coming back and he's coming back for a prepared people. Tell them. Tell them they, they can't carry on like this. They can't carry on. They need a voice of reason. They need a light that shines. Declaring, repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Don't go get it. Go get them.